0: Feisty, fearless, and fair, telling all sides of the story. This is the Rita Cosby Show. Lovely Rita, nothing can come
1: between us. When dark, I tow your heart away. Well, Donald Trump is now taking a lot of incoming. Not that he's not used to it. He's been dealing with it for a long time. And my message tonight is, here on the Rita Cosby Show, do not count him out. I think you count him out at your own peril, guys. All these people are like, oh, he's never going to do it. Uh He won't jump in. Well, sure enough, he did jump in. And there are a lot of people today who are saying, well, maybe it's time to move on, or maybe it's going to be DeSantis, or maybe it's going to be Mike Pence, or maybe it's going to be Nikki Haley, or maybe it's going to be Chris Christie. I do think there are a lot of people that are lining up that could potentially primary Trump. But I also think it's an interesting strategy that he said out of the gate he is going to be running for president. He's the first one. So now anybody who does decide to run, if they do, it's going to be, well, so-and-so is going to be challenging Trump. That's the headline. So he kind of dictates the narrative by doing this. And I think it's a very interesting strategy. And a lot of people are today from New York Post and from Wall Street Journal and other publications. They're taking swipes at him. And you can tell that they clearly are looking at other candidates. But again, I say it, do it at your own peril, because do not count Trump out. People were counting him out in 2015 saying, oh, he's never going to run or he's not a real serious candidate. And he clearly was a serious candidate. And in fact, I remember when I was talking with him. Prior to his 2016 uh, run, I remember he and I were at an event. We started talking. We were talking for a while, and we started talking about Iraq, and he was asking some very serious, serious questions, and I thought to myself, he's really going to run. He was up on the facts. He was curious to learn more, uh, to hear other people's perspectives, and that was the kind of Trump that I heard last night when he made the big announcement. And I want to hear your thoughts, everybody. If he can keep to the tone that he had last night and keep with that sort of presidential, uh, you know, big tent, let's do this for America, we're all in this together kind of fight, I think he really is, you know, unmatchable. I think he's unbeatable. If he can keep to that message, that's a big if. You know, we know that he likes to meander sometimes. He likes to take swipes. It was an effective strategy that clearly worked when he was there in 2016, and he clearly was, you know, as we know, um, you know, very, very dominant for the Republican Party in 2016 by doing it. So you can't say that he didn't have a good strategy and that maybe there are some things that are worth repeating. So I want to hear your thoughts tonight. If you think Trump is going to be the nominee, and do you think He has the potential to win back the White House uh, because everybody's a Monday morning quarterback. And a lot of people are saying, oh, it's time to move on. There's some who are saying it publicly. There are some who are saying it privately. But do you see anybody out there that really can challenge President Trump? And obviously, we've heard the names DeSantis. We've heard a whole bunch of others. But do you think he really, really, if he goes head to head, I mean, Remember when Chris Christie went, it was like, whoa, he was out of there quickly. Remember, Jeb Bush was the guy who everybody thought was going to be dominating the pack. And suddenly it was, uh, what was that, slow-mo Jeb? I can't remember what the, but it was like, you know, a sleepy Jeb, remember? And next thing you know, he's out. He like plummeted like a rocket ship. And so do not count President Trump out. He clearly is focused. He clearly wants to do it even though it looks like a couple people, even in his family, as we've been hearing, that, like, Ivanka doesn't want to be engaged in politics again. But what does that mean? It just means he's still running. It wasn't like she was running the ship anyway. Do you think he maybe listened to her once in a while, but he was still clearly his own man. There is nobody who tells President Trump what to do. So I want to hear your thoughts tonight as to where you think this race is headed. He has clearly laid down the marker. And I think people who enter the fray with him do so at their own peril. 1-800-848-9222. one 848 9222 Here he is making the announcement last night. And again, I thought, I thought he did a great job. Here he is making that statement. Take a listen.
2: In order to make America great and glorious again, I am tonight announcing my candidacy for President of the United States.
1: Then he said that this is something we can do together. It's not about Trump. And this is one of my favorite parts that he said last night. It's not about me. It's about us. Take a listen to what he said.
2: This is not a task for a politician or a conventional candidate. This is a task for a great movement that embodies the courage, confidence, and the spirit of the American people. This is a movement. This is not for any one individual. This is a job for tens of millions of proud people working together from all across the land and from all walks of life, young and old, black and white, Hispanic and Asian, many of whom we have brought together for the very, very first time.
1: And so I thought it was an optimistic. I thought it was a very presidential-sounding speech. I thought it was a very positive, very forward-looking speech. And yet, if you listen to Chris Matthews, who's on Morning Joe, this is the way he read the speech. This guy will never be happy with anything Trump says or does. Take a listen.
3: This speech last night reminded me of a guy foreclosing a mortgage. He came in with a <laughs> grievance, his anger, his anger, oh. his, his sense of indignation. It's like the people in that room that are paying bills, I guess they get in that place of Mar-a-Lago. They're, those people were part of his anger. He was angry at everybody
1: because they let him down. Did you hear anger? I actually didn't hear anger last night. I heard a guy who feels like there's unfinished business for the country. I heard a guy who feels like the country's falling apart in just the last two years. And he's saying, throw me back in the ring again. And I think that that's a noble intention. I didn't hear anger. In fact, it's like, what speech was Chris Matthews looking at? He wasn't looking at the same one that I was looking at. And that is for sure. But here is Bill McGurn. I want to get your take on this, everybody. He was on Fox News. Uh, Bill is also with the Wall Street Journal. And he wondered, he said that he felt that President Trump took the high road, which I think so, too, last night in the speech. I don't like the swipes at DeSantis and the swipes at, you know, Yunkin that we've heard in recent days. But I thought last night was very elevated, very presidential, uh, very professional. And Bill McGurn said, I think so, too. And he said, I wonder how long that will last. So take a listen. This is his assessment of the speech.
3: Last night's speech was, I think, uh, uh, very well done. He avoided the personal attacks and dwelt on an agenda but he hasn't been doing that for two years. And I wonder how soon before we get back to, you know, calling Rand, Ron DeSantis the De sanctimonious and saying Glenn Yunkin sounds Chinese. Um, I, I, I wonder which Donald Trump we're going to see.
1: So which Donald Trump will we see, the one that we saw last night? Or is there another one out there that we have seen in other times through the years And how will that fare? I think we're going to see some of that during the primary, especially if it gets heated. And I don't like seeing people kind of like eat their own within the party, you know, whether it's in the Republican Party or the Democratic Party. But I also think that primaries are good things for a lot of people, especially not necessarily for Trump, for experience, because he's obviously an experience. He was the president of the United States. But for other people who might want to enter the fray, If they can't handle Donald Trump in a primary, they don't deserve to be president. So I actually don't really feel sorry for anybody who enters the fray, because if you can't handle the heat from your own party in a primary, even though it'll get really ugly with Donald Trump, he's going to throw barbs and you know it. He's in there for keeps. But if you can't handle that, then you're not ready to face the Democratic Party, which is going to throw everything in the kitchen sink at you come the general election. So I actually think it's good preparation for whoever comes out. And if they can handle that, then I think they are worthy of being the president, whether it turns out to be Donald Trump or somebody else. Then that is a worthy opponent. You can't think, you know, say, "Okay, I'm going to have a cakewalk in the primary. And then when you get to the general, be like, "Uh, uh, 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 I didn't see that coming. That's not going to be a good thing. For anybody in America, 1-800-848-9222, 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Eddie, uh, line six. Eddie, your thoughts about all this? Hey, Ed, how are you, Ed? It's
4: always great here. hear you. Oh, I'm fired up here, you know. Last night was incredible. Uh, you know, a big thing last night, he was, he was at home. He was in front of fr- family and friends. So did he make the conversion to uh, Gentleman Don? Uh, and not, you know, being arrogant, because he can be arrogant, but he can also be uniform. You know, for him to say it's not about me, it's about us, I've heard him say that before. I think, you know, they, they're afraid of the second coming. And I don't mean of Jesus, I mean of Donald Trump. You know, he's starting from scratch right now. Uh, so many of the papers, the Post, the Times, uh, Rupert Murdoch, they're all going after him. And uh, I think I, I want to get to him and send him a book from a course that I taught, Dale Carnegie, Human Relations, How to Win Friends and Influence People. But have you met him personally? Oh, I yes. Oh, there. yes,
1: Eddie, I've met him many, many times. I was just with him on Sunday night at a dinner um, for oh, the Zionist great. Organization of America. So, and, and, by the way, in person, I will say I have always found him to be um, – Charming. I've always, uh, uh took him mm-hmm. as a, as a, a very, um, uh, patriotic, certainly smart, um, engaging alert, engaging, like, engaging. Uh, and, and nobody works a crowd like Trump. And, and even I've talked to him one on one. He's, he's a smart yeah. guy, definitely cares about this country. What's your, what's your reaction, Eddie, to the fact that um, You know, you bring up a, a powerful point because you look at some of the things that are coming out from the New York Post and from other publications. Wow. They are like they have like made a decision uh, to go after him. And I'm wow. you know, it's it's really surprising to the degree. What do you think of it?
4: I was told by someone very wise once that the nicer you are, the closer you are to God and uh, having a good soul, the more the devil wants you. So they're they're just trying to suppress him. They're in it for the money. He's in it for his heart. He's in it for this country. I I called into a no. I I, I listened to a radio station once. Stop me if I've told you this before, but uh, there were a group of pastors and ministers that rented out a small room, a conference room in the in this uh, hotel. One of them maybe the Plaza, little Trump Tower, and he was walking past and he stopped and he went in and he talked to them for about an hour and a half. And this was unsolicited. The uh, the pastor was talking on another radio show and he told the story about Donald Trump. He said he listened. He talked about his faith, which he didn't have as much when he was young, but it increased over the years. And he realized that, you know, it's God, uh, family, country. And I think through his travels, uh, he would say there's no other place like this in the world. Like like my dad did. By
1: the by you the know, way, Ed, Ed, there is Ed, Ed. There is no doubt in my mind that Donald Trump loves this country, cares about our military cares about the image of America, cares about America being respected, appreciates who we are, the history. There's zero doubt in my mind. So your story fits to a T the experiences I've had and other people that I know have had with him as well. I mean, he, I, you know, I've looked into his eyes. I mean, there is no doubt in my mind that his heart is in this country and he cares about it. And I do believe he is very upset to see what's happened in the last two years. I mean, it, you couldn't draw a stark... Uh, a more stark contrast between Biden and him, first of all Biden's halfway asleep at the you know Biden could have never given the speech that we just saw last night and there's no way he he just he doesn 't have the the energy he doesn't have uh sadly the mental dexterity at his age. A younger Biden could have, but not this Biden, and he doesn't have the energy he just doesn't have the focus uh he's clearly diminished mentally. There is no question in my mind that he has, you know, he is off his stride and we all see it. And the Democrats see it, too. They just don't want to admit it. So, you know, you need somebody with fire and passion. And I and Donald Trump says he's ready to fight for America. And nobody knows how to fight harder than him. We have seen that. We're going to continue with your calls, everybody. Eddie, thank you so much. Love hearing from you. 1-800-848-9222.
0: The Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network.
1: Well, you see it all around here. President Trump has made the announcement official. By the way, he will also have... A GOP House, uh, because in the last few hours, uh, the GOP has reached the golden number of 218. Uh, the race that put them over was incumbent Republican Representative Mike Garcia's victory over a Democrat that was in California's 27th congressional district. The race was called uh just a little bit ago, and now the Republican Party has that golden number, which everybody expected they would hit. But now it is official that the House will be in GOP hands uh 218 so far and climbing uh, as a few races have still yet to be called. But that also changes the dynamics for President Trump because, looks they will have subpoena power. They'll be able to do investigations. One of the things we're going to be talking about later on tonight here on the Rita Cosby Show is the border because the border is wide open, and I cannot believe that Alejandro Mayorkas continues to say the border's secure. Tomorrow he's going to go before a Senate hearing. He was grilled yesterday by a House committee, and he has the audacity with a straight face to say, yeah, the border's doing great. It's secure, and we're going to make it more secure under my watch. It's like, what is he looking at? And that is an astounding, astounding point, among many other things that President Trump talked about last night. He said America in the last two years, you know, went from energy independence to now energy dependence, begging from dictators. That's true. America had a closed border. Now it has a wide open border. That's not safe for the country. That's true. He also believes that Putin wouldn't have invaded Ukraine if he was president. Many people on both sides of the aisle agree. The economy was much better under Trump. There's no doubt about it. So he's got a lot of stuff to be able to promote. And that is why former special assistant to President Trump, Mark Lauder, said this early today, that it was very smart of Trump to come out now before anybody else and declare that he is running. Take a listen.
0: I I thought it set the table for the uh, for the campaign to come, uh, whether it's obviously Donald Trump or any candidate who is going to be uh, taking on uh, the incumbent president. Look, there's one big difference between 2020 and 2024. Joe Biden has a record. He didn't have a record in 2020. He was a hypothetical president. Well, guess what? Inflation, gas prices, crime, education, your vaccine mandates, all of that is on the table. You own your record. And whoever picks up the America First agenda, whether it's Donald Trump or someone else, they're going to run a policy-based uh, campaign yes. focused on how we can get our country going back again.
1: Yeah. And boy, is that going to be one for the ages? Because even though Biden certainly didn't help the candidates, this go around in the midterm, the Democrats, he's walking around tiptoeing through the tulips like he's like their savior. I think they won despite him. You know, I mean, you look at the numbers. They had a great machine. They got a lot of get out the vote early. All of that was extremely helpful. And remember, a lot of people were like, please don't send Biden to my area. Please, please, please. Who was it? Lindsey Graham, who said, you know, the Democrats are like, get ready to jump out the window if somebody says, hey, Biden wants to come and campaign for you. He was barely ever, the only person who wanted him was Fetterman because he made Fetterman look like William Shakespeare. That was the only reason he wanted him there. Otherwise, guess what? In 2024, his agenda and Biden specifically will be on the ballot and he can't sit in the basement forever. One 9222 One 9222 four eight nine two two. Let's go to Ben, line seven. Ben, your thoughts about this
5: Yeah, Rita, um uh my thoughts are can you hear me?
1: Yep, I hear you. Perfect. Go ahead.
5: All right, let me take you off speaker. Um my thoughts are yeah, I'm going to vote for for President Trump, although I didn't um, hear the speech last night. I did go on the Web to see if I could pull it up. And, uh, you know, what I got was like negative comments and stuff, M- mistakes they said he made and all that stuff. And so I think, you know, um, some of these uh, so-called conservatives, they said Fox News is um, against him. And, you know, Chris, Chris, was it Chris uh, Matthews? You know, he's of course, he's going to be against uh, the president. He's a he's a Democrat. And,
1: and you know, by the way, Ben yeah. and Ben, he's a diehard Democrat, too. I mean, he thought the speech was filled with hate. I was like, what speech are you looking at? And by the way, there's a number of Democrats. Remember when Biden did his Darth Vader speech and said, you know, anybody, you know, who's a Republican's a threat to democracy. MSNBC said, boy, what an inspiring speech. I, it's like hell on earth.
0: This is The Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network. The Rita Cosby Show presents Back the Blue.
1: And in tonight's Back the Blue segment, which I love doing every night here on The Rita Cosby Show, a powerful story coming from North St. Louis, Missouri where several county first responders are being recognized for their heroic actions. St. Louis County police officers and first responders saved a man who had crashed his truck into a neighborhood pond. St. Louis County police officer Victoria Sarver said, We got there pretty quickly and the vehicle was still above water and you could see that a subject was inside. He was moving. But he was not making any attempts to get out. So I don't know if there were medical issues or what was going on there. But we had immediately put our gear on and went into the water. And it was very cold. Well, they said that the firefighters put on wetsuits. They jumped into the pond. Then the police officers did the same. And luckily, they were able to get to the truck. They saw it leaning forward. And it was starting to go down quickly at that time. So luckily, our guys were able to get there quickly. They ended up breaking out the back window and getting the guy out, getting him to shore, and then bringing him to the hospital. The police officer, Victoria Sarver, said, that's our job to help people, adding, I don't know one officer that hears help and doesn't run towards who needs help. And unfortunately, most of the time, we don't get to help as much as we would want to. So this is a great outcome to see him. Make it through it. Bravo uh, to the great, great officers and, of course, uh, those with the fire department as well. All of these great first responders who were there on the scene helping to save this man's life. And how great. Apparently, the guy is going to be okay thanks to them being there on the scene to save his life. Well, we're talking about President Trump And boy, has there been like a backlash by a lot of people in the media about President Trump and him making his announcement. I think a lot of it is really over the top and just completely unfair. A lot of people are saying, oh, his speech was angry. You heard even some people on MSNBC saying it was an angry speech. Are you kidding me? His speech, I thought, was Uh, very cordial. I thought it was very presidential. He said, you know, this isn't my mission. This is our mission. We're going to do this together. Uh, I thought it was not a me, me, me Trump speech. I thought it was a very presidential, very big picture. Let's look at this country. Let's see what we as a movement can do to make this country great again. And I thought it was a very positive, very, very optimistic Message coming from President Trump. And it reminded so many people when you were watching that speech, you know, that he is eloquent. He is articulate. He knows how to get his message out. He knows how to inspire people. I mean, look, even at Mar-a-Lago, when he made the speech earlier this week, it was packed. There were like a thousand people. They were like clinging to his every single word. And since he's made the announcement, I haven't heard anybody talk about almost anything but that. There is no other person that's sort of out there that captivates the American public. And they clearly also are captivated by him on the Democratic side because it was like Trump, 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 as we saw in the last election, even though Trump wasn't on the ballot. And you can bet they still have Trumpitis and they're going to have it even more for 2024 now that he is officially saying he's running. But I think everybody has to also step back and say This is somebody who still has tens of millions of people who cling to his every word. They love everything he says. He is driving people. He animates people. He gets people passionate. He gets people who will go out to the voting booth. There are people who obviously won't go because of him, but he certainly will also draw a crowd. And you need someone who will draw a crowd if you're going to compete because you just saw the midterms. Look what happened in the midterms. The Republicans didn't see a red wave. They didn't even see a red ripple. They just saw a little bit of a red wave in Florida. So you got to get someone who's going to galvanize the base across this country and who's going to really drive turnout. And even if there's negatives, at least there'll be a lot of positives, too, and people want to come out. You can't have a Mamsie pamsy candidate. If you get a vanilla candidate that's like, oh, you know, boring and whatever – And people don't feel passionate about, you know what's going to happen? They're going to stay home. And what you saw at 2020 is just going to be the tip of the iceberg of what you're going to experience. Uh, you know, and what you saw 2024, uh, 2022 is just going to be basically a tip of the iceberg compared to what you're going to see in two more years. There is no doubt about it. If you look at, look at the response, you got to have someone who drives the base. You have to have someone who brings out passion. You got to have somebody who inspires a crowd. And if you pick a vanilla candidate, people will just stay home and it won't even be a a red ripple. It'll be like, you know, it'll be Red Rover, Red Rover. You know, you are not going to have anything red whatsoever. You'll be lucky if you have anything red. It is going to be a disaster because the Democrats have found a way to really do early voting. They have a machine in place. It's funny, I was talking to somebody earlier tonight, and they were making the description between the Republicans who drive people out to the polls that day, and yet the Democrats have a machine where they literally maybe don't do big rallies and they don't really inspire people that much, but they have this great get-out-the-vote effort, and you got to figure out a way to get people out to vote before voting day, sending in legally those absentee ballots. You know, people who can do the early voting, get to the booths, whatever they do, whatever it is in your certain state, you need to have massive more get-out-the-vote drives prior to Election Day so everything doesn't just ride on Election Day. That was the message, I think, from 2020, and they clearly didn't get it because look what happened in 2022 in the midterms. So you need to throw everything in the kitchen sink before Election Day, and then you need to throw the rest of the kitchen there, during election day to really seal the deal. And you need a candidate who's going to drive people. Even if there are some negatives, you got to have somebody who's positive, too. Because guess what? Wimpy, wimpy is not going to work. And if you're dealing with people that right now the votes are so close, the Republicans just won the House, narrowly just won the House. So every single vote counts. And it's going to be like a barracuda on the other side. So you can't have a lamb in the Republican Party. So who else can take the fight? Donald Trump's already shown he's willing to take the fight. And if he can stay again in this lane and sound presidential like he did when he made his announcement, I think it's a winning combination at least to take the fight to the Democrats. Otherwise, you know what? You're just going to be crawling up in a corner and crying and whimpering. Because guess what? The results are not going to be pretty. one 800 one 800 heres Trump, the fighter, saying, I'm ready to get in the ring, and I'm going to give it everything I have. This is what he said with his announcement.
2: We will win because we will fight with every measure of our strength and with every ounce of our energy to lift up the working men and working women of America and to restore the fabric Of this nation, the radical left Democrats have embraced an extreme ideology of government domination and control. Our approach is the opposite, one based on freedom, values, individual responsibility and just plain common sense. It's common
1: sense. But he's going to have to go through some other candidates. I think there will be other people who will take on Trump and could be. Ron DeSantis, he clearly is kind of puffing his chest at some of the latest blows that Trump has been sending. Remember, he called him uh, Ron, uh, what is it, desanctimonious, he said, right before Election Day. He was clearly taking some swipes and going after Youngkin, too, and saying his name sounded Chinese and reminding everybody about Mitch McConnell, who he hates. Clearly, there's no uh, love loss between McConnell and a lot of people, by the way, in politics, not just Trump. Um, But here is Ron DeSantis basically trying to blow off the attacks by Trump. So I don't know if this is a sign of the way he is going to be and if this is a sign that maybe Ron DeSantis might enter the fray. Take a listen.
6: When you're leading, when you're getting, getting things done, yeah, you take incoming fire. That's just the nature of it. Uh, I roll out of bed in the morning. I've got corporate media outlets that have a spasm, just the fact that I'm getting up in the morning, and it's constantly attacking, and this is just what's happened. I don't think any governor got attacked more, particularly by corporate media, than me over my four-year term, and yet I think what you, what you learn is all that's just noise. And really what matters is, are you leading? Are you getting in front of issues? Uh, Are you delivering results for people? And are you standing up for folks? And if you do that, then none of that stuff matters.
1: And this is what he had to say after, of course, his big victory in the midterms, where the one state where there was a red wave was Florida.
6: We focused on results and leadership, and, uh, you know, at the end of the day, uh, I would just uh, tell people to go check out the scoreboard from last Tuesday night. Now, the fact of the matter is, <laughs> yeah. You know, the fact of the matter is, we um, it, it was the the, the greatest uh, Republican victory in the history of the state of Florida.
1: Now that sounds like a guy who is thinking about running. And he also tried to look above the fray about the incoming, again, coming within the GOP to him. People just need to
6: chill out a little bit on some of this stuff. I mean, seriously, we just ran an election. We have this Georgia runoff coming, which is very important for Republicans to win that Georgia runoff. I mean, I know around the country, uh, Florida was kind of the, the biggest bright spot. It was not so bright in many other parts of the country. It was a, it was a, it was a substandard performance given the dynamics that are at play. So hopefully we'll be able, to be able to do that. But I think what people like me who've been given the opportunity to continue is, okay, uh, let's do something with that. And the reason why we won historic victory is at the end of the day, we led, we delivered, and we had your back when you needed us. That That is why we won big.
1: So he's still not clear if he is throwing his name in the ring. I mean, there was that moment, remember, in the debate with Charlie Chris down there in Florida where he said, Will you pledge, basically, that you'll stay on, uh, you know, X years, your full term? And he kind of was like, uh, 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 uh. uh. And I thought that was kind of telling for two reasons. One, that clearly DeSantis is thinking about throwing his name in the ring. This was before Trump announced. That's one. And two, I was surprised that he couldn't come up with a more eloquent answer. I actually thought it was kind of telling that he wasn't able to sort of expect that. That was an obvious question that anybody was going to ask, whether it was Charlie Crist or whether it was one of the moderators. So I was surprised he just kind of like, Blew that answer. It was like, uh, 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 like it was, a, it was an awkward moment. And it said to me, maybe he needs a little more debate prep. 1-800-848-9222. one 848 Let's go to Harriet, line seven. Harriet, your thoughts.
7: How are you? Um God bless America. God bless you. Uh Donald Trump is a great patriot. These are the times that try men's souls. Thomas Paine, the summer soldier and the sunshine patriot will in this crisis shrink from the service of his country, but he that stands it now deserves the love and thanks of men and women. Tyranny like hell is not easily conquered. We need this great patriot. We need Donald Trump there. And Ron, we need you in the trenches, but you've got to stand behind the president of the United States. We need Donald Trump to resurrect this country from the tyranny that we are experiencing now.
1: Now, let me ask you, Harriet, do you think uh, Ron DeSantis could handle the Democrats or do you think he needs a little more seasoning? What are your thoughts? I think he needs a lot of seasoning. He's a, a very
7: fine man, but he cannot stand up against the president of the United States, Donald J. Trump. There is no way. He can't match his eloquence. He can't match his fortitude. And he is a fine man, but Trump is the winner here. And uh, I believe that John Adams, Thomas Jefferson, George Washington, and Harry Truman are standing – and Alexander Hamilton are praying and standing behind Donald J. Trump. This is a man of valor, and I also want to say that Giuliani is a great man as well. He was a great patriot for New York, and I'm
1: glad that he was vindicated, of this uh, fraud that was perpetrated against him. Yeah, I'm God. glad he was clear, too, by the way. We had him on uh, that night, too, Harriet. That was outrageous that they, that they like, go into his apartment, go into his office, and then a year later just, oh, we're not going to press charges. We're going to move on, you know? That's for sure. You know, I edited this magazine called Colonial Homes uh, for four
7: years of Hearst. Uh, I'm a graduate of Brooklyn College, uh, 71, and I've got to tell you, the the editor was a Fabian socialist, a a riot, huh? I'm not a socialist. I'm a Republican. I'm a conservative. I'm an American. I love this country. My father was in World War II. He volunteered. Um, He first worked in the Navy Yard in Williamsburg. He was building the Iowa, the U.S.S.I., the U.S. Missouri, the Intrepid, and he volunteered for active duty. They sent him... um, into the Normandy invasion, and when uh, great President Truman dropped the bomb and saved a million soldiers, uh, they were refitting his ship to the Pacific. Uh, uh, Harry Truman saved his life and a million soldiers by doing that. Uh, Donald J. Trump is in the same uh, category. He is a great patriot, and we need him. Uh, We need him to fight this horrific tyranny. And uh, I believe that the election was not fair. I believe that Donald Trump was the president. He was re- was elected. Denise Souza's 2,000 mules is accurate. And I believe that we need to stand behind this man to save this nation.
1: All right. Well, Harriet, thank you very much. I love your passion, by the way, and I love your love of this country. And uh, and and you are very indicative. I mean, there are a lot of people who have that incredible passion for this president there's no doubt about it i mean he inspires a lot of people and i love your father's service thank you for your your incredible father's service as you mentioned about normandy and everything that he went through bravo 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 so great to have you here on the show you got to call us again harriet love that energy let's go to teddy uh teddy line four ted your thoughts
8: oh hey rita how you doing
1: Good, Ted. What, what did you think of President Trump's announcement? And uh if I recall, you're not a Trump fan, I think, right? No,
8: no, I'm not a Trump. No, I'm not a Trump fan. Uh I just want to ask you this question.
1: Well, Teddy, actually, can I ask you the question since I'm the host? But can oh, okay. I? You, what, did, what did you think of Harriet? You just heard Harriet was full of passion and fire.
8: Well, I'm full of passion and fire. I'm a graduate of City College in 1971 with a mathematics degree, and I taught for 40 years, okay, and you know that, and I think mathematically, abstractly, and concretely. I'd like to ask you, any Republican who is against Trump, do you consider them rhinos?
1: Are you asking me, since I obviously yeah. want to take over the show, Ted? Well, let me just tell you, first off, no, I don't. I think, I think, take, right? yeah, yeah, Ted, I think everybody's entitled to their own opinion. And I think that people have different strengths and different weaknesses. And I think we're going to see a lot of people that are going to be considered uh, to go up against Trump. Um Some of them, I don't think, have a shot. I think there's some that may have a shot. And I think also two years is a long way away, Ted, but... You have to admit, I mean, he is absolutely a formidable force. And I thought last night, I thought his speech was great. I thought it was inspiring. It it was very um, presidential. It wasn't petty. It wasn't me, me, me. It was very sweeping. And I think, you know, people who read it any other way, I don't think we're reading the speech. And I would say if, if the name was changed and I heard... Biden saying that I would say it's a, that was a good speech. Biden can't deliver that because he he doesn't even know he's shaking you know you know ghosts on the stage dead.
8: Well, let, let me respond. I'm like I said. I'm I try to be objective. I could vote for Republicans. I could vote for Governor Christie, the former former uh, the former governor of new jersey i think he's eloquent i think he's brilliant i think
1: he's articulate he has good ideas by the way I, by the way ted i love I mean, governor Mr. Christie. Bruno. no do me a favor ted hold on stay with us if you could we got to go to a break i'll continue with you after the break ted you stay with us and we're going to have more with ted and the rest of your calls after the break everybody 1-800-848-9222
0: the rita cosby show <laughs>
1: We are talking about President Trump's big announcement laying the groundwork that he is the first one to announce that he is running in 2024. We're still waiting. Remember, Biden said he's going to talk about it with his family over between Thanksgiving and Christmas and decide. It sounds like he's running, uh, but not officially yet. And we're still waiting to see what happens on the GOP side. I think it's going to be a crowded field. I think Mike Pence looks like he might be dipping in. Um, DeSantis, maybe, Nikki Haley. Uh, and we're going to continue with Ted now uh, because, uh, Ted, you brought up Chris Christie. And, and I like Chris Christie, Ted. I, I've had Chris uh, Christie on the show, the governor, and he's a fighter, too. I think you need a fighter in this day and age, whatever direction it is.
8: Well, I agree with you. but And Christie is not... <laughs> condescending and arrogant and nasty and demeaning to other people same thing with governor sununu who is a republican conservative
1: from the state of new hampshire yeah, and by the way i like i like governor sununu too he's a great guy and governor sununu won handily i mean big big time in new hampshire uh, when he, for re-election just recently he was great and don't forget liz cheney i
8: think she's great Okay, brilliant, articulate, fair-minded, objective, and she has, right, has a lot of courage. Teddy, okay? Teddy. And for all of the people, for Norm and for PJ and for Phil... I want you to understand that and you should, you guys should be objective when you hear about Donald Trump.
1: All right. So hang on one second though, Teddy. Here's where I take big issue with you. You, you make it sound like Liz Cheney is like impartial. She is so not impartial. She is clearly on a vendetta against Trump Why? because he took exception with her father and he took exception. He critiqued the Iraq war, which her father was a big part of. Dick Cheney, then vice president. He was one of the architects of it under then President Bush and they have had no love loss between the two of them. She is, she's like, you know, the most, that to me is like, I feel like giving you a Brooklyn bridge if that's the case. One thing I would not say about Liz Cheney is she is not impartial. She clearly has had it out for President Trump. By the way, uh, you know, she might throw her hat in the ring. I don't think she has a chance in heck. I mean there there 's no way I mean, first of all, the GOP would never pick her she 's made so many enemies within the GOP other than President Trump, and she couldn 't even win her own primary. Remember she got slaughtered in her own primary by Harriet hageman that 's true yeah if you can't, yeah if you can 't win uh why you know wyoming you ain 't going to win America, Ted, but Ted, I appreciate the call and great to hear from you. Thank you very much, everybody when we come back we 're going to continue. With your calls, I see Norman's on deck. I think he's already ready to respond to Ted. Uh, What are your thoughts? Uh, Teddy thinks that Chris Christie could be the solution. The other thing he brought up was, of course, Liz Cheney, and that ain't happening. Uh, But Chris Christie might throw his name in the ring. DeSantis might throw his name in the ring. I've heard Larry Hogan, who, you know, he's a very different kind of a Republican. But there might be a crowded field. We're going to talk about that and also the border when we come back.
0: This is the Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network. This is the Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network.
1: On the Rita Cosby Show, we're going to be talking about what I thought was one of the more stunning statements, that Mayorkas, who is head of Homeland Security, in charge of the border and the border security, to me, it is shocking. And I think it has been reprehensible what he has done in terms of having that border so wide open. It is such a major issue. It is such a dereliction of duty. To me, it is disgusting. It's outrageous. I think he has made our country so insecure. And that also goes for President Biden because he's allowed it. He works for him. And yet every single time Mayorkas goes before a committee, I just want to throw like something at the TV set. I'm like, are you kidding me? Like, what kind of alternate universe is this guy living in? He's going to be grilled tomorrow before the Senate. And I can't wait to hear, uh, the questions that get fired his way. But here is Congressman Dan Bishop asking Mayorkas just pure and simple, the question that we all have. And listen to Mayorkas's answer.
0: Secretary Mayorkas, do you continue to maintain that the border is secure?
9: Yes. And we are working day in and day out to enhance its security, Congressman. Right. Thanks, you, sir. Have so you have remarkable I, I, I get it. I just wanted to make sure it's, that that's, it's, that it's, still is your uh, your assessment.
1: Yeah, the border's secure. And then he says, yeah, we work so hard every single day to make it secure. What, so hard that the President of the United States has not even been to the border? And Mayorkas, the last time he was down there, he was accusing, remember, agents of whipping people, which never happened. This administration, in terms of the border, has been an utter disgrace. There's no other way to say it. And they have absolutely put our country in jeopardy by allowing 5.5 million people, many of them unchecked, unfettered, unregulated, unfollowed. They just wander aimlessly into this country. And for some reason, they think it's okay. It is outrageous. And I'm glad that President Trump last night in his speech did talk about that. He said he was very concerned about the border. And today, this is Congressman Doug Collins. He was on Fox News, and he said that this is an outrage, and boy, is this dropping the ball and putting America in enormous jeopardy.
6: Secretary Mayorkas owes the nation apology. He, This is a dereliction of duty. You know, there's been a lot of talk about impeachment in Washington, D.C. Start right there. Mm-hmm. Because if you sit there to a, a congressional committee on multiplication and say, oh, the border is secure, I mean... I don't even know how you do that. I mean, that kind of a lie is, is, is just amazing when it comes to this. When you think about what's happening here, the cartels are now in control under the Biden administration. The cartels make the, the – they don't even have to deliver across the border anymore. They just turn them loose into the border. The American government, because they're not being able to enforce through the Biden administration, is actually fulfilling the other end of the contract because then they take them in and then put them out through the country. This one, you know, you want to get – This one is one that people don't understand. Democrats and Republicans both can agree on one thing. Mayorkas is a failure at his job. And number two, the border is open. I don't care what they say.
1: And now that the House has officially gone to the GOP hands... They hit that golden number just a few hours ago of 218. It's now 210 on the Democratic side, 218. They needed 218 to control the House. The Republicans have gotten that in the last few hours. It was expected to happen, but it has now officially happened. So they have gotten that. Uh You know, I would say, like, uh, day one, let's call it Mayorkas. Day two, Fauci. You know, day three, Boy, I could go on and on and on and on and on. There's a lot. It'd be like, uh, line them up. But Mayorkas should be number one. It is outrageous what's happened at the border. So much so that today, Governor Abbott also invoked the invasion clause, basically saying that now Texas is just going to take matters into their own hands. They're going to build a wall. Uh, They're going to declare, basically, that cartels are a terrorist organization. Bravo to him on that. And he also says that we're going to be doing buses now to Philadelphia. Some of them have started today. Obviously, those migrants that were dropped off, remember, by DeSantis and Martha's Vineyard. And then we know Abbott sent a whole bunch to uh, New York. Well, now he's sending them to Philadelphia. And get this. Some groups, some American civil liberties groups are going, oh, that's not good because they're dropping them off. Not in great areas of Philadelphia. (laughs) Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? These people who have been living in, like, squalor and horrible conditions are getting taken at taxpayers' expense to Philadelphia. Maybe they can go visit the Liberty Bell or do something like that. But what, it's not good enough for them because it's not a great area. Well, guess what? Sadly, because of liberal policies, a lot of areas of Philly are not great areas. But uh they're still probably a little better than the conditions they were living in under a bridge. You obviously want to take care of these people, but... My goodness, what, it's not a five-star hotel? Is that the problem? 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. Well, when you look at all of this, it's no wonder that President Trump says, you know what, we got to bring our country back. And that is exactly what he said last night when he announced he is running for president.
2: Ladies and gentlemen, distinguished guests and my fellow citizens, America's comeback starts right
1: now. And he also said in two short years, President Biden has reversed almost every single policy that was working under President Trump.
2: Joe Biden has intentionally surrendered our energy independence. There is no longer even a thought of dominance. And we are now begging for energy help from foreign nations, many of whom find us detestable. Our southern border has been erased, and our country is being invaded by millions and millions of unknown people, many of whom are entering for a very bad and sinister reason. And you know what that reason is. We will be paying a big price for this invasion into our country for years to come. Hundreds of thousands of pounds of deadly drugs, including very lethal fentanyl, are flooding across the now open and totally porous southern border. The blood-soaked streets of our once great cities are cesspools of violent crimes, which are being watched all over the world as leadership of other countries explain that this is what America and democracy is really all about. How sad.
1: He sees a country in decline, and he says... I had turned it around before. I can do it again. And he has a track record. And boy, I will say it was really nice to hear a president talk about how great America is and how we need to be the beacon of the world. We need to emit strength. We need clarity. Not to see a president who couldn't remember if it's Cambodia or Colombia or is turning around and shaking uh, nobody's hand, doesn't know where to get off the stage. I mean, that's what we've been living with. I, I thought, God, how finally, how nice we have our president who can speak. One eight hundred eight four eight nine two two two. Let's go to Norm. Uh, Norm, since Teddy uh, invoked your name on the last call, go ahead, Norm. Yes.
5: Well, you know he won't accept my love. I, I said I loved him in the last phone call, buddy. He just won't accept it. Uh, and well, who cares? You know, but you know, Norm.
1: All- Norm, true love is hard to find. You know, sometimes it is this day and age and some people are just not open to it. And and Ted sounds like a bitter man. But go ahead, Norm.
5: Yes. Well, anyway, uh, to Harriet, fellow Brooklyn College graduate. And actually, it's interesting, but Teddy actually graduated from a CUNY school, which is also the same thing. And to BJ, uh, I salute you. Well, not Teddy anyway, but I salute uh, BJ, Harriet and uh, actually Jennifer and Jacqueline, uh, fellow patriots. So anyway, my my what message tonight me? is what the health of the great.
1: Norm. I don't get a, I don't get oh, a salute.
5: I, of course, you. do. Uh, you, you're the you know you're the star in my you know I mean you're the reason we call Rita.
1: Thank you, Norm. Well, you are the reason that I love being on every night, is hearing from people like you. So, so Norm, what do you Thank make you. of Trump? What's, what's your thought about uh, about oh, now, well, well, now first thing, settling the in? The
5: hell with the deranged syndrome talking heads like Chris Matthews and Joe Scarborough or the rhinos. The mega king is coming back. And I, for one, support him. Unlike Biden's lie that we, January 6th veterans, said, where's Nancy? We did not. We did shout, as I do now, we fight for Trump. And that is what I'm going to do.
1: Wow! So you are all in with him. I mean, he is. I'm all in. There, I'm, you know, I'm sending him money. Now, let me ask you, Norm. Is there anybody else that inspires you? I I don't see anybody else having that same sort no. of draw. I really don't. No. You hear what you hear yeah, what I'm look, saying?
5: I look. I, I definitely like DeSantis. I like Abbott. They're wonderful people, but they're not proven presidents, and uh, they will have their turn. And if it turns out that uh, Trump's campaign, for whatever reason, goes belly up, I guess I will be supporting those people, those kinds of people anyway. But uh, I'm going with a proven winner. Uh, I'm going with uh, four years of no war, four years of a great economy, four years of uh, freedom and peace. And uh, that's what I'm going with, not the crap that uh, we're living with now. So go Trump. And I'm with him 100 percent.
1: Norm, we love you. Thanks for the call. You're terrific. Love Thanks. you too, Rita. Thank you, Norm. Let's go to Brian in Pennsylvania. Uh, Brian, your thoughts? Hi, Rita.
10: Thanks. Um, I just recently made one of your Rita Ringers, and I'm very proud of that. So thank you. <laughs>
1: Absolutely. And um, by the way, we tell everybody keep those calls coming because we do our Rita's Ringers on Friday. And I remember you were so great, Brian. I was like, oh, we got to that. Was you well, were like well, a triple ringer. So go oh ahead. Oh <laughs> my goodness.
10: Well, um, I don't know if I can can meet that standard tonight, but I love Donald Trump. My husband and I are thrilled that he's announced. And I think we're learning a lot. The January 6th committee is falling apart. There's nefarious reports about um, FBI troops being embedded, just like Mr. Giuliani was vindicated. There's going to be a lot of vindication in the next two years surrounding issues with President Trump. And as far as which President Trump are we going to get, I hope we get all of them. I love Donald Trump because he loves us and he loves America. And I just wanted to say about DeSantis, I thought that it was his opponent, Christ, who brought up the DeSanctimonious comment. And I think Donald Trump was just mocking him. And I want to remind everyone that, you know, Being sanctimonious isn't necessarily a negative thing to wear your face on your sleeve. So I just think it's a non-issue. And the reason um, Governor DeSantis is being ambiguous is I hope he runs as Donald Trump's vice president. It'll be an unbeatable ticket.
1: And, and I think, by the way, I do think the two of them would be really interesting, although you could make the case typically you don't have somebody from your state, because remember, Trump is now down in Florida. Um, so, um, but, 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 but your point's a good one that I could see the two of them being together. The other thing I also, the biggest issue, I think, is that from everybody that I have talked to, uh, that knows DeSantis better than I do, um, they have said that he's either going to be in for president or he's not going to be in. So people do say that, but, but I think in this case, he really sees himself as either maybe waiting it out or putting his, you know, going in and going up against Trump. How do you think a primary would be, Brian, if it was DeSantis trying to go up against Trump? How do you think DeSantis would fare? Well, I
10: think it would be very difficult because DeSantis has proven himself you know, um, with his strong convictions. But President Trump has a proven track record. And so we must vote for the best person to take care of our country. I think it would be very difficult to see them go at it. But guess what? So be it. Because we have to get through it. And I believe that President Trump would prevail and um, I, think, uh, I, I think I think he would
1: kill him in a debate. I really do. I think. Uh, yeah, I you know? mean,
10: he he's beloved. And I, you know, I just can't I'm so thankful that we have a president who looks like death eating a cracker. And I'm so thankful that we have someone presidential back in the game with a proven track record. Our country has collapsed, Rita, under under Biden it's oh, horrible it's
1: it's amazing and i worry you know even also you know we, uh norman was just talking about um no wars i mean that's refreshing too to yeah. think about how different even democrats even people who hate trump have said that putin would not have gone into ukraine and i firmly believe that because and the respect yes. that
10: we've had across the world with donald trump in spite of all the misery the man went through i mean it's amazing what he went through, and he was able to work every day for our country and our citizens and, and, and the Brian, economy. And
1: Brian didn't take a paycheck, too. A lot of people don't realize during all that time he was donating his paycheck, remember, to various charities and right. various organizations. did he
10: spend the least amount in the history of <laughs> the presidential campaigns he spent? way under the normal amount of his own money
7: yeah and
1: there was and there were also reports too that even at like different hotels of his that he stayed if if com- if countries or different people were staying i've seen it reported uh, especially in the last few days where that funds went back to americans so if there was if there was uh, you know extra money that was made it went to the u.s treasury i mean that's pretty commendable uh it'd be interesting for him to get a total and say hey this is how much money i saved you you know, that would be really interesting. Brian, thank you very much. A great call as always. And we'll continue with your calls after the break, everybody. one 800 Will it be a Trump to Santa's ticket or will it be a Trump and somebody else? Uh, is Trump clearly now the guy to be?
0: This is the Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network.
1: how to be a sharp-dressed man, especially. He's got all those ties, too. Remember, he's got the Donald Trump ties. I see so many people with these like blue and red Donald Trump ties all over the place. How could they don't have Donald Trump evening gowns? I could have had some. I-, I lucked out. Well, the new news also is kind of Alarming about what's happening over in Ukraine. And as we're talking about the presidency, there is no more important position, I think, in the world than to be president of the United States. And President Trump last night was talking about that China respected him. Russia respected him, basically saying that Russia wouldn't have dared to enter Ukraine. And many people, again, do believe that. And this comes as news of this missile strike remember, that went into Poland, that people were saying, gosh, if this isn't handled well, this is going to be like World War III because it's a NATO territory. Well, today it came out um, from the president of Poland and also basically the U.S. side that it looks like it was an errant missile, that it was basically um, a defense missile uh, by the Ukrainians trying to shoot down all the Russian missiles because there were like 90 of them that were shot into Ukraine. Um, But it just shows how sensitive the situation is. And here is Defense Secretary Austin talking about the latest information they have about that missile that appears to have landed in my father's beloved homeland of Poland. We're still gathering information, but we have seen nothing that contradicts President Duda's
6: preliminary assessment that this explosion was most likely the result of
1: a Ukrainian air defense missile that unfortunately landed in poland and whatever the final conclusions may be the world knows
6: that russia bears ultimate responsibility for this incident
1: which is why because things are so sensitive over there and look at china taiwan all of those things you gotta have somebody in the high office who can handle the heat and handle some bad actors out there uh because Boy, things are very sensitive. Let's go to Anne, line one. Anne, your thoughts about all this. Hi, Rita. Um, you sort of beat me to the punch
11: on something. I'm so I don't know if I'm angry, upset, frustrated, or whatever. I am all for Trump, always will be. And I understand that people say, Oh, well, somebody knew, uh, how about DeSantis? He DeSantis did a great job in his state, but nobody And nobody – and I'm 80 years old, Rita, and I've, I've seen a lot, and I've been involved. I heard politics growing up, okay? And nobody has handled foreign policies and relationships the way that President Trump did. Does everybody have, like, selective memory? Okay, he doesn't always talk nice, but you know what? And
1: I know him. I told you in a previous school, he had been a client at the law firm I used to work at. No, but that. And by the way, Ann, you bring up some great points. And stay with us. We'll continue with you after the break. Okay? We have a hard break, but we'll continue after the break with Ann, who knows Trump.
0: The Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network. The Rita Cosby Show presents: Support Our Heroes.
1: And in tonight's support, our hero segment, a powerful story coming from Alabama, where a woman from Geneva City, Alabama, was one of seven Alabama veterans honored by U.S. Senator Tommy Tuberville as part of his Veterans Day remarks recently. Now, as part of his address, Tuberville briefed. Uh, the history of Veterans Day and also its links to Alabama, which is really interesting, from Raymond Weeks petitioning then Army Chief of Staff, a guy named Dwight Eisenhower in 1945 for a National Veterans Day to the first Veterans Day parade in Birmingham in 1947 and President Eisenhower establishing Veterans Day officially in 1954. Tuberville said, it is fitting that the father of Veterans Day was an Alabama native, symbolizing a longstanding tradition among our residents to recognize and show appreciation for our veterans and service members. He said, every year we continue this tradition of pausing to recognize our great veterans past and present. He continued by highlighting the seven Alabama veterans saying, quote, our country is safer because of their heroic efforts and Alabama's communities are better off because of their continued service even after the military. How beautiful to see that and wonderful to see his great appreciation and all of those in Alabama for starting uh basically the whole history of Veterans Day. I love that. Always learn so much and also love to see those who are supporting our great veterans and also their families. Well, there's no doubt in my mind, and I've said this before, that President Trump loves our military. He 1,000% appreciates our military and loves our military and has been so disillusioned when he has seen what's happened with our men and women, especially at the border, because they feel so demoralized right now. They're so frustrated right now, and President Trump said, Under this president, President Biden, well, guess what? America has just gone downhill. Take a listen. This is a little bit of President Trump just last night when he announced he is running for president again.
2: Something is wrong with their thinking under Biden and the radical Democrats. America has been mocked, derided and brought to its knees, perhaps like never before. But we are here tonight to declare that it does not have to be this way.
1: I want you to know it breaks my heart when I hear an American president say that, and I agree with him in so many regards, that American has been derided, disrespected, brought to its knees. I mean, here we are basically walking around with a tin cup to places like Saudi Arabia and elsewhere and saying, hey, 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 uh, can we have some oil? Uh, Because guess what? I stopped doing uh, oil drilling in this country uh uh can you help us with this i didn't have the guts to look into this uh, uh 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 i mean that really is and it breaks my heart but that is unfortunately true and no more so than when you look at what happened in the border it is absolutely intentional our border is wide open right now it is a huge leaky sieve we've had 5.5 million migrants who have had encounters these are don't even include the gotaways I mean, that's what's so scary since Biden took office. How frightening is that? And now today we are hearing from Governor Abbott of Texas saying that he is officially declaring it an invasion, which would actually allow him to get funds to first off call the uh, cartels, drug dealers and terrorist organizations, especially. That certainly seems fitting. He's also going to use some funds to build the border wall, saying that this government has been derelict in their duty and we can at least build a border wall on our state border because we're just basically left hanging. And now there are reports that people that are living right there, like on the border are hiring personal security firms. Remember we saw that in like big cities across the country during the riots, the summer of love of 2020, where personal security firms were making so much money left and right to defend homes and businesses. Well, now the people at the border are just saying things are so out of hand that this government has just let people down so much that they're having to hire their own security. I mean, it's just heartbreaking to see they're finding, like, dead bodies. They're finding clothes. They're finding food. They're finding people breaking into their homes. Again, many of them, as I just mentioned, don't even make it. It's just the journey's too tough. And yet this border is wide open. They're saying that they believe, this is amazing today, they were saying that 2,000 gotaways basically happen every single day under this president. And what's really scary is now a judge has ruled that Title 42 is basically no longer can be used. It was basically a medical thing that they could say, okay, well, under COVID or other issues, you could throw people back. You could say, okay, you know, you can get you can return them to their native country as if Biden was ever using that. And in fact, this is interesting. In the last month where they had. A historic amount, over like 230,000, had crossed the border, right? Just in the month of October alone. Guess how many the Biden administration, when they had the choice to use Title 42 to say it's a health concern, which is what the Trump administration was doing like every day, just anything to find them to go back. 37 of them, 37 out of 230,000 were used where they were expelled under Title 42, I mean, that's just like stunning. It just shows that this administration just doesn't care. And what's so scary is now that this Title 42 is being lifted by this judge, guess what? It's going to be even a bigger neon sign. And already, you know, the word is getting out with the cartels and everybody else saying, hey, you think we had it easy before? It's going to be so easy when Title 42 is going to be lifted in five weeks, which is stunning. And yet... When you hear all of these things, Mayorkas, the Department of Homeland Security secretary, still tries to feed this hogwash to the American public that the border secure. What are you talking about? Uh, this listen to this exchange uh, that he said. This is to Congressman Fluger, who was interviewing and asking Mayorkas during a hearing yesterday. And listen to the question we all want an answer to, and Mayorkas was like, "Ah, oh, couldn't really answer it."
3: Do you maintain that we have operational control of the
9: southern border? Uh, Congressman, let me just say one thing um, very briefly, and then I'll answer your question. <laughs> it is very difficult to answer your question when I'm not given the opportunity to do so. Number one. As my colleague said. T- and number two, I do feel compelled to correct inaccuracies that are contained in your question for the benefit
3: of the American people. The, the accuracies mm-hmm. are the, the, the facts that I have stated are reported by you uh, and in your department.
9: Congressman, so we are dedicated to resourcing the United States Border Patrol with additional personnel, with additional technology, using barriers advisedly where they are most beneficial. Okay, that's not my question. To deliver enhanced
3: security. Mr. Secretary, thank you for for that.
1: Thank you for not answering my question. And here is Congresswoman uh, Kat Kamick. Uh, basically blasting Mayorkas in that same hearing. Today,
12: in fiscal year 22, you have now released over 1.4 million illegals into the United States. And my question to you now is, can you guarantee that none of those people have criminal records?
9: This enforcement work is not fun, Congresswoman. This is a noble profession in which People risk their lives to conduct it. And you know that very well. All
12: the righteous indignation. Here we go. So I want to make sure that you understand that per your own data and statistics, they have pointed out that, in fact, you hold the record as Secretary of Homeland Security for the most encounters and subsequent releases into the United States in history.
1: Yeah, what a great record you got. And by the way, uh, Westchester County, New York, this is stunning. There was a dealer caught with 19 kilos of fentanyl. If you've seen the images, it's just like a little drop of fentanyl is toxic and can kill an enormous amount of people. 19 kilos uh, was caught a large haul in the parking lot of the Westchester County Shopping Center. They're the cross county mall. Needless to say, the guy is going to face some federal charges. But how stunning is that when you think about the impact, again, of 19 kilos? That is a shocking, shocking amount. And then there was a bust the other day of somebody with pounds of rainbow fentanyl, which is really scary, like, you know, looking like it's like candy, you know, and young people are just getting killed left and right by taking this fentanyl. It is frightening. And so the obvious question is, what the heck are you doing as head of Homeland Security? And this is Congressman LaTurner asking that question to my Orcas. I wish I was asking him this.
3: My concern, my concern and the concern of my constituents back home is, how can you begin to solve the problem if you don't even acknowledge the depth and breadth of it? Here's a, Con- a question for you. Have you had discussions? You with excuse you. me, Mr. Secretary. Have you had discussions with the president or anyone in the Biden administration about stepping down from your current role? I have not. Not not a conversation with anyone in the administration? Congressman, let me be very clear. Yes or no? May, may I answer your no, question? No, you, yes or no. Have you had that conversation with anyone in the administration? I am very proud of what we have accomplished. I'm very committed sure. to accomplishing Answer more. the question. Have you had a conversation with anyone in the administration about stepping down from your current role? I have not. I hope for the sake of the safety of the American people, that that conversation happens very soon.
1: No, I I have not. I mean, who the heck uh, would want this guy as head of Homeland Security? It's like a joke. Sadly, the Biden administration clearly wants this policy because otherwise that guy would never be still in office. And yet he's doing okay, it seems. No, no one's talked to me about it. I'm basically doing what the administration wants. What do you mean? The border's secure. I mean, we see the pictures. This guy is such a liar, and I think he should absolutely be thrown out of office, and that can't happen soon enough. 1-800-848-9222, one 848 uh, Let's go back to Ann. Ann, sorry, thank you for waiting. You know, and we were talking about Trump, and one of the things I was really happy to hear, uh President Trump, yesterday, when he made his announcement, talked about how important it is to have a secure country and to have borders. And he said, "The border has been a disaster. I mean, it's so great and refreshing to hear a President actually care about our borders and care about our our homeland and protecting it and It was refreshing
11: you know, Rita, I don't think there's any other country in the world that has open borders like we do I really don't I've tried researching this. I haven't found one country that you can just walk in, and that's it. I really haven't and Trump when people, it, it just upsets me so much, the people, I thought we need new blood. Excuse me. Who did as much for good international relationships than Trump and the only leaders of countries that did not like him and hated him were the ones that were run by communists or the ones that were run by dictators? Who would have gone to NATO? That should have been done how many years ago, Rita? How many years ago that somebody and took Trump to go and say, hey, guys, you all have to pay your fair share. And he was so good because he understood that some countries might not be able to pay as much as
1: other countries. And he took
11: that into consideration.
1: Yeah. And, and by, by the way, and I, I think oh. he should like put a little price tag and say, hey, here I saved you X. Here I saved you X. Yeah, he made yeah. other countries step up. And, and boy, look how important it is now, because a lot of those countries are closer to Ukraine than we are, I mean, geographically, you know. I mean, and they should be stepping up to protect their homeland as well, you know. So I think it's a it's a noble and important uh, point. And thank you, and thank you for your patience and waiting. You're terrific. Thank you. Let's go to Jennifer, line three. Jen, your thoughts from Boston.
13: Hey, Rita, thanks as always. And I'm glad to get my daily dose of Norm. He's the best.
1: Yeah, he Uh, is great. Norm is such a patriot. I love it. I love it. It just endears me. By the way, Anne, too. Anne is a fireball. I love we've had some great patriots tonight. I love it. (laughs) She was fantastic. And I thank you for giving people
13: a voice, Rita, and sharing the time. Um, I'm going to try and bullet point a couple of things quick. I I really try and and try and figure what people hate so badly about Trump. You know, people say he's a racist because of what he said about uh, people coming into the country. Well, sadly, there are people being murdered and or killed by drunk drivers in this country every day by illegals. There is a an illegal immigrant from Kenya in Texas who has killed, was well, being investigated for hundreds of elderly women's murders. Um, he's been raised on, I think, 12. He's an illegal immigrant from Kenya. You don't hear about it because it doesn't fit the narrative. You can look it up. Um, it's a horrible thing what he did to these women. He literally hunted them. Um, misrepresented himself, or either broke in, or represented himself as like a, a handyman sort of thing, working in an elderly complex. He's a horrible,
1: vile person. Where is this, Jen? Where is this happening, it's by the way?
13: In Texas, wow. it was all elderly women. He'd stalk them at like a Walmart, watch them walk in, follow them home. It's horrific.
1: Well, and, um, and Jen, what about also like the Paul Pelosi? Remember when the whole thing happened with Paul Pelosi at first? It was like, oh, he's a MAGA guy, right? And then it turned out the guy's just a loony who was all over the place. And he also, you know, was supporting liberal causes, too. It was like, and, and it turned out he wasn't illegal, right? He had overstayed his visa. And I don't care where they're from, Kenya, Canada, get them the hell out. And really quick, Rita,
13: two other points if I could Trump, you know, do people hate him because of how good he was to our military? He opened up the fact that instead of having veterans die um, in the VA system, either at home waiting for appointments or in parking lots of the VA or in the emergency rooms, which happened under Obama, Trump revamped the whole thing. They can get – they can go to wherever they need to go. They can go see a surgeon, and uh, here in Boston, they can go to Mass General. They don't have to go to the VA. They can go to the Brigham. They don't have to go to the VA. If they need to see a specialist, they don't have to go on some waiting list and wait a year or two. They are seeing Rita. And he gave them that he treated them as they should have been treated all along. And he also put a big push into uh, helping prevent veteran suicide. He made that a very big thing. And the other thing with illegal immigrant crimes, do you remember the two? This went right under the radar. On July 4th, do you remember the two illegals in Virginia that were planning they on um, shooting up the amphitheater down yes. there during celebration?
1: Yes, I remember that, Jen. All right. And and the other thing is there's a
13: guy out of Suffolk County, New York, that was wanted on numerous violent sexual assault, assault warrants, and he was repeating his offenses in Virginia. So I'm saying... This type of behavior happens all the time. Not all people are bad, but we right now, they are taking housing that Americans don't have. They are getting benefits that Americans need that they don't get. You saw in Randall's Island how they were treated. I saw two African-American men uh, interviewed at at the homeless shelter down there. And, And they showed, I don't know that you saw this video, they showed pictures of the inside of that shelter compared to Randall's Island. It was was really heartbreaking. The whole thing was heartbreaking. And the fact that President Trump wants to treat our people the way they should be treated, especially the least amongst us, he wants them to make sure they have the care they need and to be lifted up. And I think that's a wonderful
1: thing. And, And, and Jen, by the way, I 1,000 percent agree with you that he clearly cares um, about especially our veterans, our military, our law enforcement, um, and making sure that Americans are taken care of. First, Uh, even those, you know, as you talked about, uh, you know, those who've had, you know, tough times, homeless, those who are on their down on their luck. um, He feels like, why are we helping illegal immigrants when we could be putting the funds to our people first? And and it's a, it's an important topic, uh, you know, and, and boy, is it a leaky sieve. And as you point out, it is also extremely dangerous when people are not checked and not vetted. And you can't when you have too many people coming in. And sadly, it looks like it's going to get so much worse. And that really breaks my heart with now this Title 42 lifted. And the Biden administration just doesn't care, you know, and, and that to me is so irresponsible. And I again, I've I rarely use this, but I say this. It is a dereliction of duty. That they have left the homeland so vulnerable. We're going to continue with our calls. Jennifer, thank you very much. More after the break. The Rita Cosby Show. Down a dream that Biden could at some point try to close up the border. Yeah, I think it is a dream. It's a nightmare that we're living, and this is going to get a whole lot worse because now Title 42 is going to be lifted, and people are saying we are just going to get flooded. And what a contrast it was from listening to President Trump last night, who talked about security, protecting the homeland, putting America first. Boy, was that refreshing as opposed to, yeah, come on in. Do whatever you want to do to our country, and we'll take care of you. No worries. one eight hundred eight 848 Let's go to Devin. Devin, your thoughts about all this. Go ahead.
12: Hey, Rita. Um, thanks for taking my call. I was glad to hear Brian call in earlier as a gay man. I'm a lesbian. I normally do not even bring that up because it's one small part of who I am, but I really want my fellow patriots out there to know that not all of us lgbt people are drinking the woke kool-aid okay uh as for trump can you blame the guy for having a chip on his shoulder and having an edge to him okay before he even took office oh it was a russian named igor that put a gun to my back and walked me into the voting booth and he was an illegitimate president and russian collusion after that impeachment number one after that impeachment number two can you blame this guy after having been so thoroughly harassed by these lunatics for so long, his entire presidency and then the cherry on the cake was let's let's stuff all the ballots and steal the election from him. I mean, I'm, I'm sorry. it's It's absolutely absurd. You're darn right. He's got an attitude and you're darn right. He's coming in hard and hot. And as far as I'm concerned, Trump and DeSantis, that ticket, as Brian rightly pointed out, would be absolutely unbeatable, and I'm praying for it.
1: Yeah, that would be a really powerful ticket if DeSantis would want to be the number two, because I'm not sure he wants to be anybody's right. number two, even though it's Trump. But maybe he would. Maybe he'd say, gosh, okay, let's do this together, and then he would be a shoe in for the next one, you know, when he's teed up and he's more seasoned. Um, and by the way, Devin, I was actually on the floor of the Republican convention when Trump accepted the nomination the first time. And he said, I support LGBTQ rights. I was standing right near Rudy Giuliani, who was applauding loudly. The whole place was applauding loudly, you know, and for some reason, like you said, it's like this information of always anti LGBTQ. Uh, uh, he was proudly talking about LGBTQ rights. And so whereas everybody else in the room, they were all applauding. You know, I mean, so your voice is so important, Devin. Thank you very, very much. Let's go to Tony, line one. Uh, Devin, uh, Tony, sorry. (laughs) Go ahead, Tony. Hi,
11: Rita. Thank you for mentioning uh, Texas Governor Abbott telling Biden what he needs to do. He is a true Republican. He is someone who the party can be proud of. And I feel like, unlike DeSantis, who is not a party man, Texas Governor R. Abbott
1: is a leader, he's a Republican, and he's a party man. And you know what I'd love, to. He's also sending more buses. He sent some to Philly today. So more might be coming to a city near you.
0: The Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network.